Hello everyone, welcome back to the Plot of Confusion. And today, well, we are going to be talking about a subject matter which is probably going to be sensitive to some people. I pray it is not and that it's not considered offensive. I'm just wanting to state facts and scientific facts and my facts and my beliefs that I, you know, that I live by what the Bible tells me to live by. And I have an argument that comes up a lot of times when it comes to trans or and homosexuality that that's that there, right there. If if Jesus was here, Jesus would be with them. I've heard sayings where people have said if Jesus was here, he would be at a drag queen show. If Jesus was here, he would be in the pride parades. Jesus would be with us because Jesus is love. And they've got one portion of that right. One portion. Jesus is my Messiah. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for my sins and was rose again. Um, I also believe that um, Jesus didn't come to uh, do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Um, And in doing so, we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm trying to think, fulfilled uh, the law, and we're going to look at some of those Bible verses in a minute. I'll be reading them to you, telling you what they are. And this podcast isn't to be um, in any way um, attacking, vilifying, telling people, you know, how to live their life. But I want to make sure that people who are saying that Jesus would do these things, that they take it into the context of understanding who Jesus is is because for me I'm looking at sin and sin's everywhere being a homosexual isn't the only sin that's in the world being an alcoholic you could be a religious alcoholic you could be um, you could just be a liar you know you could just sit there and make up stories and create stories and tell people those stories and you know you've convinced yourself so much that that's truth that you can convince others but the truth of the matter is is that you're truly lying that's a sin there's many things that is sin we are just sinful nature we're not in any way shape form or fashion divine we're not so the first thing I want to say is that yes we are to love the sinner Okay, let's make sure we get this right. We are to love the person, but not the sin. Those two have to be separated. And Jesus did something that when he would come into a situation, yes, the religious establishment, even today, and I truly mean, I truly mean this, that even some of the churches today, will look at Jesus and go, how dare you associate yourself, be in the presence of, communicating to, 
engaging with. And I do believe that. I believe that a lot of the church has uh, lost the sight that Christ gave us, which was to love the person. To love them first. And in that, not us wavering in our faith, not us justifying their lifestyle, not us accepting the sin, but us helping to expose what the sin is and in doing so, teach the person that Jesus taught people whenever he was here on the earth and it drove the rabbis, it drove the Pharisees just absolutely crazy because there was a saying that Jesus said to everyone that he came to and he delivered them from the affliction of sin that was in their life. The sin that was pulling them down, the sin that had them in chains. Jesus came and he would say this to them after after engaging with them, after being in their presence, after hanging out with them for a little while. But he would always tell them to sin no more. And somehow, in our society today, which I truly believe we are in what I think is a trans-Christianity apocalypse. I believe Christianity in the way that it is right now in, in, in certain groups accepting, indulging, and glorifying the sin, thinking they're glorifying the person, thinking that they are being, you know, loving to the person. But in God's eyes, you're glorifying the sin. And what do I mean by that? A lot of people sit there and say, well, there's nowhere it says that a man can't be identified as a woman. It doesn't say in the scriptures that man can't, a woman can identify as a man. But people are wrong by this. They're wrong when it comes to this topic. It does. It is, it's actually really cut and draw. It comes in the book of Deuteronomy, which would be known as the Torah, which would be the laws that God gave to Moses for us to follow. And one of them, you would think, why would this even matter? But it does. It matters a lot. It says, the woman shall not wear that which is uh, permitted unto a man. means a woman shall not wear what men in the society that you're living in, that the women will not wear men's clothing. And neither shall a man put on women's garments. Now, it's interesting. It's right here. It's very, very cut and dry. It clearly tells us that this is a sin. And that this sin, you would think, well, why, is it, why does it mean anything? Because with this sin, your clothing can be your mask. Your clothing can be your costume. Your clothing can let you role play whatever fantasy you have within your mind. And he's saying, again, that neither a woman's garment, for all that do so are abominations. 
unto the Lord Yahuwah thy God. Abominations. That that is like the that is right there. Jesus is very serious about this topic. He is saying, do not, do not cross-dress. Do not identify yourself. If you're a man, you're born a man, you identify as that man. You might have these tendencies or these desires, and we'll get into that in a minute. But the question should never be that we do away with what the scripture says, that we are supposed to follow what the Bible teaches, not what man teaches. But if we're believers in the Word, the Word is the Bible. And this is something that's a very important law that is being spoken in Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 5 I found it very interesting that you have that verse right there in the law that even even in Moses' time they were dealing with the same topic that we're dealing with right now because in the Egyptians culture it didn't matter what you wore you would have men dressed up like women and women dressed up like men and they would play those things out because that's how their sexuality, they identified by their sexuality and in doing so that became their identity and God is saying that you are more than your sexuality I created you perfect in who you are and so he's very much being adamant about telling us that even in those days, they were dealing with the same topic, the same things we're dealing with now, but he was telling us not to do it anymore. You And then from there, we go to Jesus in the New Testament, the love. Jesus came and he says in Matthew chapter uh, 5, which I'm going to turn there now which is uh, Matthew chapter 5. And he, he's very much letting you know that the Torah, the law, is important to him. He didn't just create it just to have it be said in the past and not be lived in the future. It says, I think not, think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. That means that everything that's in the Torah that we're supposed to do is exactly what we're supposed to do in our lives today. And if we call ourselves a Christian, we're not to glorify the sin and let them have places in our holy places. We are to follow what Jesus tells us. And the Torah is the law that I just read. Verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall, uh, heaven and earth will pass, and one jolt or one tilt shall not wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever, he goes on to say, whosoever therefore shall break one of these 
least commandments. Okay? You can consider even the smallest commandments that God, Yahuwah, has given us. Jesus is saying that if you shall uh, break one of the least commandments and shall teach men, so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's even telling them. So when we sit there and say that Jesus, you know, was telling the rabbis that the way of life they were living was was wrong or he was so much of love that he was telling everybody they were included but Jesus clearly tells us right there that even the smallest commandment being broken is against him it's against Jesus so when we sit there and we look at our society and we go we have to be all inclusive we've got to be open that in this time and age they didn't have these problems back then when the Bible was written they didn't have these problems but clearly they did and they talked about them and they did away with them they didn't glorify them but we're in a world today where we sit here and say that you know Jesus would hang out with them yeah Jesus was going to talk to them he would. He would sit there and talk to them. And he would tell the religious establishment, you know, you need to quit being so anal and or so make up your own inventions of what is good and what is evil. Jesus was very adamant about this because a lot of people sit there and say that Jesus broke the commandments by healing on the Sabbath, but he didn't. One thing it goes on to tell us is that Jesus heals a man, and this is in the book of Matthew, I mean, excuse me, the book of uh, John, and he heals this man in the temple. And it goes on, chapter 10, it says, The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured. Jesus sees a man, sees him where he is. This guy goes and says, A certain man was there which had a infirmity 38 years he had this and when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he said unto him wilt thou be made whole Jesus goes and asks him he goes and meets the man in his infirmity in his sin he goes to the man and he tells him do you want to be made whole The uh, impotent man of answered him, Sir, I have no, uh, no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am come among, step down before me, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Jesus said, Do you want to stay in your sin 
and your sin has you all wrapped up where you can't move and you're caught up in all your superstition. You're caught up in all this stuff because the man was thinking that if the pool stirred and he could get in that pool, that there would be an angel there that would heal him. And he believed this. This was a pagan thing. So Jesus went into a place where they were pagan beliefs. But he was telling his child, do you want to be made whole? So, and the man's immediately going to say yes. And you would think that would be the end of it. But it's not. The Jews, therefore, the rabbis, the Sadducees, said unto him, that was cursed, cured. It is the Sabbath day. It's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. Now, the interesting thing is that you've got these religious people standing on the outside seeing the people in their sin and they don't want to help them. They just want to condemn them. And he said, and he asked him, them, he said, that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which says unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he said that he was healed, which was not who it was. For Jesus had um, conceived himself away in the multitude, uh, being in that place. And after Jesus found him in the temple, said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. Jesus tells the man, you've received the blessing and the salvation. Don't let your salvation be jeopardized by allowing sin to come in. Because what this was saying was that you don't want to let sin come into your life. You don't want to accept it. You don't want to be converted. Like You don't want to be like the world. You want to be apart from this world. You want to be different. You want to be whole. You want to be liberated. So yes, Jesus would have gone to these people that were drag queens. And he would have gone to these people that, you know, uh, who identify by their sexuality. He would have saw people at those pride parades. And he would look at the people, especially when it comes to dealing with a sexual sin. You have this moment in chapter 8. It's one of my favorite passages, really, in the whole Bible. Chapter 8, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and told them. Everybody was now, like, wanting to know what Jesus had to say. Everybody was like, who... You know, this this man, he's doing some crazy things. He's doing some things that 
uh, is making the rabbis and the Sadducees and the Pharisees all mad. He's healing on the Sabbath. He's getting rid of people's uh, infirmities. He's getting rid of people's curses. He's getting rid of people's sin. And early in the morning came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes of the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they set her in in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this man, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now here's the interesting thing. I want to put this into perspective. She was caught in the act of adultery. Where was the man? That was always a question I had. Where was the man? Sorry for the noise. I had my baby jingle, my cat, coming into the area where I'm doing my podcast. Comes and sits there and goes, she was caught in the very act. That means you busted up in that house. You saw what was going on and you take her because you now have someone you, you baited I guarantee you it was like a bait and they they, they they took her out of the act and threw her at Jesus' feet they weren't nice to to adulterers and a lot of people use this passage right here this is the passage that a lot of people use this is there and says see Jesus' love He's love. He, he he accepts you as you are. If you want to be a drag queen, if you want to be, you know, identify as um, anything in this world other than what God created you to be, then it's okay. They, they, they use this. But it goes on to say, now Moses in the law commanded us. Now remember, I read to you the law that Jesus tells us he's come to fulfill. In the law, it tells us not to dress like that. Like a man dressed like a woman, a woman dressed like a man. So it says, Now Moses in the law commanded us that we should be that should be stoned. What sayest thou? What says you, Jesus? What do you think? This woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Now the law tells us, and you said you are here to fulfill the law. So they were trying to trap Jesus in his own words. They're trying to trap God in his own <laughs> by his own laws. He knows his laws better than we know his laws. He created the laws. But in our arrogance, we think we know Jesus' thoughts. Because we think with our hearts that he loves us no matter what, and he does. But he tells us one thing to do. One thing to do. He goes on. This they said, tempting him, that he might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Jesus has a woman in front of him. She's been thrown on his feet. He's been told what the law is. He's telling them, if you're the fulfillment of the law, that we should stone her, go ahead and kill her. He, they, they, they wanted, they wanted the sinner to be punished. 
They were looking for the sinner to be punished. That's what they wanted Jesus. And so people take Jesus as being loving. And they take the fact that he was loving. And they think that justifies them to stay in the lifestyle that they're in. But Jesus calls us out of the world. He doesn't call us to be part of the world. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. I see a lot of people will tell you that and say, Jesus, see? He didn't condemn that woman. He didn't condemn that woman. We all been a sin. We're all of sin. That means that, you know, we, we could be a part of sin and still be a part of this life. But goes on to say and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground and they which heard began uh, convicted by their own conscience so this is what's wrong with our society today is that they're telling us to accept these fantasies and acknowledge these fantasies and I find it interesting that during COVID you have everyone saying we got to follow the science. And now we're told, let's leave science out of it. That an X and an X is one sex, and an X and a Y is the other sex. And they're like, leave that out. It's all mental now. It's all conjecture. And their conscience. We see, I don't think our, I don't think people's listening to their conscience anymore. Went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. She's standing there. These men have left, but yet the, the one man that can pass judgment upon her, the one man that has the authority to end her life. Jesus lifted himself up and saw none but the woman and said unto her, Woman, where are thou those accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, she said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go, sin no more. She's caught in the act of her sexuality her practicing out her her sexuality in her bedroom and being brought into the forefront for the world to see and Jesus loves her but he tells her to sin no more so churches if you're out there and you're allowing people to stand in the pulpit and glorify sin then you are truly lost and truly have walked away from the faith Jesus does tell us to come as we are Jesus tells us to love one another to love our enemies Jesus tells us to love everyone tells us to show kindness show um, 
empathy, empathy towards others. But Jesus never tells us to accept or allow sin to still be in our lives. So the questions always I hear is that Jesus would have done this, Jesus would have done that. Well, the scriptures clearly show us what Jesus did. There's no imagination that has to be made. All the topics were addressed. All the things were covered. And because we now live in a time where we think we're so technology-based, better than anything in the, in the ancient past, that we are supreme now and that they wouldn't have the same problems back in those days that we're having now. And I'm telling you right now, it clearly shows us that they did. And the one thing that Jesus tells us not to do, he tells us to come as we are, but then he tells us to change who we are, to sin no more, to become a new person. And let me tell you something, that if you have Jesus Christ in you, you won't to be and follow his word. I'm not going to be getting it perfect every time. But this is the churches that I believe that this uh, this new tone of acceptance, this new let's be inclusive to everyone is really the apocalypse of Christianity in America. And the world is seeing it. The world is seeing being played out on the stage right now. We shouldn't go out and browbeat, tell people how to live. We shouldn't. But we should live the life and share our testimony of what he's done for us. Because he delivered me from from um, sexual sin. I was sex I was a, I was a sex addict that <laughs> addict. If I could get sex, have sex, do sex, win sex, whatever. Didn't matter. I mean even to the point where there was at the very beginning there was things that I did that could be considered breaking my vows to my wife when we first was married. That I didn't think were wrong because nobody told me that it was wrong. But then when Jesus and I started reading and following his word, that convicted my heart. And I didn't want to be that anymore. I didn't want to glorify sexuality because God knows we're more than our sexuality. I pray for you churches to quit being all-inclusive. Let them come as they are. They come into your sanctuary as a drag queen. Let them come. But don't give them a platform that they can speak to glorify it. But you speak the truth to deliver them from it. This is my soapbox for the day. I hope you have a blessed one. And remember, Jesus is love. But Jesus doesn't love sin. That's why he tells us to do it no more. God bless.